This week on the BAMCast, to commemorate the end of October month, we cordially invite you to <laughs> One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMCast. Hey, hey BAMCast. Episode 148. Wow. Whoa. The end of Hell Spotoberts. Nope. Spotober month. Oh, October month. Spotober month. Spotober special. Spotober hell. Something. Something. That we didn't plan for. Yeah, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And I'm Chuck. And what we've done all of these four weeks of October month is we've watched it at various and assorted uh, spa slash health club October related movies. <laughs> we thought we were out of them. And we found another one. And but uh, Jonathan McFarlane came through. Thanks, yes. Twitter. And uh, so we watch these movies, and we come in here, and we talk about it for about 30 to 45 minutes, and then they get a rating. Good, bad movies, enjoyable, bad movies. Get to one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. Hooray! Yay! Yay. And bad, bad movies, as in stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags, after Twilight. Boo! No. Ah, uh, so, Poop. the one, the uh, the one, the only Jonathan McFarlane came through and told us about a 1984 TV movie directed by none other than Wes Craven. Wow! What? Called Invitation to Hell. Ah. That oh. is about a uh, killer health club. <laughs> what, that, wait, that sounds familiar? Huh. Yeah. Or a hellish hell cl- health club. Hell, hell, hell club. club. So and it's run by the devil? Something like that. Yeah. But Running hey, I have a no. plot summary and I'm going to read it Sweet. like we sometimes oh, do. Yeah. Go right. for it. Go for it. A scientist and his family move to a new town. He meets the beautiful local celebrity that runs the local health club to which everyone is a member and makes him suspicious. Intrigued, he investigates further and uncovers a terrifying plot. Terrifying. A Certainly. plot to is- do stuff. <laughs> yep. To become kind of a one l- of loose us. usage of the word terrifying. Mm. One of and us. plot. One yeah. of us. But man, the stars, they well, came out in this movie. So yeah. For this TV, TV movie. 1984 TV movie. The scientist in question, Matt Winslow, is played by Robert Urich. Yay! And his, <laughs> his lovely doting wife is played by Joanna Cassidy. Ah. Yay. Yeah. 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 Uh, the evil health club owner in question is uh, still emulous. No, Susan, she won one. Oh, she finally won one. Yeah. Susan Lucci. The Lucci. Yay! Yay? Yay. Sure. Yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah. good in this. She Why was wacky. Not? She's 80s-tastic in this. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Uh, and his kids are... Uh, well, let's just give the character names. Sure. Because that's how they'll be known. One, yep. their, his, their son is the kid from Daryl. Yep. A.K.A. Mm-hmm. Daryl. Daryl. And their daughter <laughs> is uh, Punky Brewster. Mm-hmm. His other brother, Daryl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yes. An even younger Punky Brewster. Yep. Yay. And then uh, other people showing up. You got uh, Kevin McCarthy, who's yeah. just... Of course, he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He always is. Um, well, is he, though? Well, he's like the CEO of this micro in a tech, in no. a intro place. Mi- micro Digitech. Sure. Micro Digitech. Welcome to Micro Digitech. Yeah. Where all you do is sit behind a desk and the contemplate. The future is Micro Digiteching. Okay. Well, let's, before we get too far off track. Okay. Right. Sort of like that IBM <laughs> thing in, in Disney. Oh, like the, the monorail, like going up the, the big golf ball? Is that what you mean? No. No, not Spaceship Earth. No. No, there's well, that a, one was kind of boring too. But they, I think all the old rides are. Boring. Oh no, the when you're walking through the line in Space Mountain, when you get inside, mm-hmm. it's got all the IBM stuff, and it's oh, oh yeah, okay. like yeah. This is the '80s future, brought to you by <laughs> Walt Disney. Or people and people lean over desks and go, mm, yes. yes, pointy motion. Yes. <laughs> mm, look at this Science. computer. 
Still not as good as Carousel Progress. No, no. no. That is my favorite vision of the future ever, is the 1970s version of the future. Hell, fucking yes. yeah. I sure. wish. That's like even better than Steampunk. I don't know why that doesn't become a thing. I know. Fuck Steampunk. Yep. I want 70s future. Retro yep. future. Yes, I want big bubbled space helmets and... Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And everything neon colors. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> sure. Of course, no, we're, we're talking do. about what we need to talk about. Right. But the movie opens up, and the very first scene is Susan Lucci standing outside of this club, and there's this guy that comes pulling in a station wagon, mm-hmm. old, you know, family truckster style station wagon, because tearing ass through this little community, and she's kind of standing in the middle of the road for whatever reason in this V costume uh, from the TV show or The Greatest American Hero. It, it's fucking it's weird. It's a mix of I don't the two. Know. Yeah. It's off awesome. It's weird. <laughs> and and she's just standing in the middle of the road and he appears to run over her and shows a little bit of concern and then she does like the uh, Nosferatu yep. rise up from the <laughs> back of the car yep. and then no. just kind of points at him and explodes the back window and then he kind of catches kind of catches fire i mean he for melts. yeah tv version of catch fire yeah. mm-hmm. becomes a charred corpse and yep. she just cackles and and then we get invitation to hell title card flying Ooh. at each word flies at the screen yeah. in special font like a bat out of hell i love and then 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 it's right to uh, like robert york and family in the their car traveling to the new house i guess mhm mm-hmm. yeah They've just gotten a job at Microdigitech. Yeah. yeah. Hooray! And they're moving so excited. Welcome to you. And they're moving to the Poltergeist neighborhood. It's songs and, you know, exposition and mm-hmm. all exposition. that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've had, I can't believe I'm working for a corporation since I'm working at home, blah, blah, blah. I've selling been out slaving and, uh, for so long trying to make it in this making tough world. Computers. He's an inventor. He makes things. He invents mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. they go through, once they get to the house, they're, they're unpacking stuff and... The wife is basically like, don't unpack all your laboratory stuff here. You're not turning this house into a laboratory. Take it to your lab. Yeah. She's like, okay. okay. Yeah. And this kind of sows the seeds of her being like, well, we need to make everything better. and We need to oppress the neighbors and we need better furniture and everything needs to be better. And mm-hmm. you need to work hard to get that. Yep. I'm going to stay home and raise the kids or Jeez. something. But mm-hmm. Winslow, not to make good comrade. Not at all. She <laughs> wants to be better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really bad. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, they, they, and they, they set up that the, his son is kind of a computer geek, too. Mm-hmm. Um, a he's teasing the moving men about having an inventory of everything, including a candy bar. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Jokes. And the old man stole his candy bar. Well, he did. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. And that then, is a shitty old man. And then the daughter is just nondescript daughter. She's like three. I mean, yeah. she yeah, really she can't do much young, of anything. No, yes. but I mean, it's like. <laughs> she's like, oh, I can't sleep in this new house, and it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, she went to bed at like three. Yeah, and then it's weird because <laughs> then it like cuts to actual night, and they're There's... sitting around and they're waiting on pizza delivery. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then like uh, their neighbor they... friends show up and deliver chicken. Well, they, they know, also they... deliver scares. Yeah, they tap oh, on the yeah, windows, right. and the, and the sun comes to the conclusion that it's zombies, and yep. everybody starts getting freaked out. Well, this family takes like fifteen minutes. To like, bit, like when yeah. someone knocks on the window, you get up, you go, "What the hell's that?" And they knock on like five or six different windows before they finally get around to opening the damn door yeah yeah and, and it's buddy guy and his it's a jump scare yeah his friend like comes in and like they've got gorilla buddy masks and stuff buddy guy wait what <laughs> well his friend like uh, the guy who got him the job yeah. got gorilla masked <laughs> yes that got gorilla masked <laughs> jesus this is a tv movie well the rules were different in 1984 <laughs> yeah okay. i don't even know what that means urban dictionary yeah uh, anyway i don't think i need to no you don't you don't <laughs> <laughs> the sound of vomiting you'll know i've looked it up apparently but yeah, so they, they the whole the, this whole other family pops in all wearing masks and then scares them, and then they yeah. offer them fried chicken brand fried chicken. Yep, that's mm-hmm. in a, obviously in a bucket. KFC bucket, but bucket. Yeah, yeah. So and then that's 
That's basically kind of the first the 20 minutes of the movie. Pal, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's like a this movie's a whole lot of setup. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other things of note are like the first time because they they establish that the the son has no friends, and so the guy the the kid of the family that scared them brings this other kid over because he's been talking up about him having computers and computer games and stuff, and this little other kid. Billy or whatever the hell his name is. Just Billy. Sh- He's the yeah. son of the boss. Yeah, he just shows up and is like a total dickbag. Yep. And challenges him to play whatever game it was. Astro Bomber. Astro Bomber, thank you. You're welcome. And then uh, <laughs> like promptly loses and then smashes his 1984 version of an iPad. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, it's, yeah, it's just a little portable video game. Right. Sure. But, but it but was just not. when the kid walks in, he's like, I hear you're pretty good at Astro Bomber. And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm good. And he's like, 20 bucks says I'll kick your ass. Yeah. And then the kid bets the house. Yeah, the kid <laughs> literally bets. bets the house. He says, yeah. I'll bet I'll my bet house. my house. <laughs> and the yeah. parents are like, oh, yeah. you. Uh, I'll <laughs> bet you have no concept of money or how things. How the heck, how well, the we wanted him works. to lose and come back in and tell Robert York, Dad, <laughs> Dad I got some bad news. <laughs> we this move. kid owns your house Billy now. Billy owns the house. Yeah. We shook on it. It's, yeah. I mean, we established the rules of the road, and yeah. you're the judge and the driver, and you have to remain impartial, <laughs> so you have to obey these rules right? that you didn't agree to. Yeah. But anyway, yes, lots of setup, and basically everyone who is a member of the club, their job is to come to them and semi-menacingly go, you should join the club. The club join is great. Club. Everybody wants to join the club. If you had yeah. to join the club drinking game... You would die. You yeah. would join like, the club. Not exaggeration. <laughs> you would die. Yeah. yeah. Because... Uh, the buddy guy is <laughs> Tom. Tom is his friend who like got helped get him the job. Buddy guy isn't in this movie. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, he's not really his friend. That's why I'm kind of hesitating to call him his friend. His buddy his guy, pal. his pal, his semi pal, is like in the process of going through the initiation of getting into the club. So we get to see like what happens when you join the club and go yeah. through the initiation and you go through the steamy bacon doors. Right. Because <laughs> they have this big circle. That's their club symbol. And it looks like three strips of bacon. Mm-hmm. And then and the doors emit a lot of yeah, steam. And mm-hmm. uh, Susan Lucci pushes some button and these doors open and they all have to basically sell their souls, but agree to be, you know, take the oath of the club or whatever and walk right. through this. Right. They smoke. swear allegiance to the club. Yeah. Forsake all other things. Right. Forsake mm-hmm. all but the club. We should point out the Everybody one... in the club. Getting- <laughs> the one crucial bit of information, like the first 45 minutes, which is that Robert Urich's job at Micro Digitech... Yes. Micro Digitech. ...is that they've made a astronaut suit mm-hmm. for a mission to Venus that can withstand the temperatures of Venus and is equipped with lasers a flamethrower, and some sort of optical scanner in the helmet that can identify if life forms are good or evil. So what you're saying is they can go to Venus, they'll have some fire, and the lasers that can fire? Yep. Okay. (laughs) That is what I'm saying. You went a long way for that one. (laughs) Sorry. You walked a long way down that road for that joke. I I, I do try sometimes. It's okay. But now, isn't Venus's atmosphere, like, explosive? Uh, it's, but pretty, suit, it's pretty noxious. So suit. having a flamethrower is probably a bad idea if you're going to Venus. Yeah, but if they're aliens, you need to flame them. science. They, yeah. they didn't know oh. stuff. Yeah. Well, it did have a laser. It did have a right. laser. Yeah. yeah. Blew up a brick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then lit that brick on fire. Uh-huh. Because yeah. bricks burn. All I know is we saw a screenshot. Uh, I, well, at least I saw the screenshot of the astronaut suit shooting flames. And I was like, all right, we're watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
this must be done. Yeah. So that's yeah. basically his job. He's yeah. he's but that seems to be the only time he actually does work on anything. And even then, it's more like somebody showing him what they've done. Yeah. Otherwise, the rest of it is telling his secretary to answer his calls. Right. He he hangs out in his house or in his office, looks out the window. Well, yeah, he didn't have the internet, so no. He, he had nothing. That, they like, should have been inventing the fucking internet. That's what they, they should were. have been doing. They did DARPAnet probably by 84. Yeah. But I yes, don't think he was yeah, getting on but, it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They were working for NASA. Micro, just, micro Digitech wasn't But just watching that makes me so glad I started working after the advent of the internet. Because I can't even imagine like being at an <laughs> office desk and doing work all day. Yeah. Or like <laughs> when you're not doing Facebook? work. Yeah. Yeah. Or when you're not doing work, just like looking out the window going, man, life. How do they see what their, <laughs> what their see friends the across window. country had for lunch? They squirrels and they were married. Mary. But no, I mean, they were working for NASA, so you should have been able to get on the DARPAnet and look at, like, at least ASCII porn. Maybe. He was not no, the kind my, of guy. No, he didn't micro, seem like an ASCII porn type of guy. Micro Digitech was not really... Trade Wars? Uh, maybe. Maybe no. Trade Wars. Yeah, Trade, trade Wars. wars. That, been that would make sense. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that, Pimp that's, Wars. I bet he played Pimp Wars. Yeah, he did apparently desire pleasure, according to Susan Lucci. And power. And power. So, which is Pimp Wars. Pimp Wars, yeah. Yeah. No. So basically, I mean, just like the first hour of this thing... All you really need to know is that people want the family to join the club, and he's built the most awesome spacesuit ever. Yeah, and he doesn't want to join the club, but he his wife no is all about to. like, oh, yeah, I want to fit in and get better cars. Cause yeah, his wife is all, you know, they got a new car. We need to get a new car. We need new things. Give me these things. Well, and the kids are crying because, like, all the other kids are going to a Halloween party at the club, which you can't go to unless you remember. Right. And Robert Urich really doesn't have a problem with the club yet or anything. He's just like, I don't need it, you know? I'm good. I don't need more things. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, he's so a guy who just wants inventions. to lock himself in his lab and yeah. work on Tinker. dumb shit. He wants to get sure. in the lab with his pen and a pad. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be that type of show, isn't it? It's always that type of yeah. show. No, it, it's, it's, no, it is. You're just you're just tuned into it, right? <laughs> apparently. But I mean, would you not want to go back to work? I mean, you're working on a spacesuit with lasers and flames and no a, internet and no. an identifying helmet. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the helmet that can identify yeah. human from plant from to temperature to <laughs> right. whether yeah. something's benign or malignant. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the plant that they hold in front yeah. of it is benign. Yeah, because yeah. it's non-human. as is Robert Urich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was like a, a more dangerous plant. <laughs> <laughs> like Audrey too. <laughs> yeah. What would be a malignant <laughs> like plant? A, a Venus flytrap. Sure. Yeah. Little shop horrors. Those would be dangerous on Venus. But they're just called fly traps there. <laughs> oh, that's so very true. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay, so... Venus is surface. <laughs> Venus's atmosphere, by the way, is, is mostly huh? carbon dioxide and nitrogen, so it's cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, fine. hell yeah. Figured that's, I'd look that up How for much you. nitrogen? I mean, are we talking like Hindenburg? <laughs> no, oh, that was hydrogen, wrong, too. Yeah, uh-huh. wrong element. The Dumbass. humanity. Yeah, yeah uh, and learn your science. Yeah. Moron. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you boron god damn it so anyway yeah you can tell a lot not a lot happened in this movie (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean there's just a lot of people showing up and saying you really should join the club totally and then they They go to the club they well they have the yeah they go to the club they tour it and it's a club he hears weird noises as they go by a door that he hears sex noises. Yeah, I was basically like, yeah, man, people are getting it on behind this door. And he's like, I better check it out. Mm, this ASCII porn isn't doing it for me anymore. Let's let's watch let's people have sex on. in the club. Yeah, and he goes in the room and Susan Lucy's like, what are don't, you doing in here? Yeah, don't touch that. Because he's about to key in on their keypad. Yeah. That, you know, the gates of hell always have a numeric keypad that yep. you have to deal with. Sure. But yeah, well, you she can't ba- just let people willy nilly open them. Mm-hmm. If you he had a stun them. gun, it probably would have worked. But yeah, yeah he did not. 
Yeah. But anyway, like she basically tells him, well, you can't, you can't come in here until you're a member and you really should join because all the best of the best are here. And, and she's all over him too. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, I like you mm-hmm. a lot and you like me and she's all touching him and he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> something uh, something yeah, suddenly came up. Yeah, he's like, I've got a weird boner right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a guilty boner. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, he runs out, and his wife is like, so we're joining, right? And he's like, nah. nah. And she's like, well, I am, and the kids are. Yeah, and he's, she gets, and yeah. He, he's suddenly, like, on the other end of the world. Well, she, <laughs> yeah, well, she, well, she he, takes him to a picnic and offers, says, like, look, we know your husband doesn't want to join, but we'll make an exception yeah. because it's so obvious you need to join this club that we'll let you and the kids join without right. well, him. When is the part where the other kids, including the asshole kid that smashed the thing, mm-hmm. when is the part where they spend the night? Uh, it's probably right before that's, yeah, that. That's, that's before they get initiated. Which yeah. is where he like really gets turned against the the whole club thing because like right. he oh, yeah. comes down and asshole yeah. kid is watching like Triumph of the Will on TV or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like something awful. Yeah, it, it's, it's just, just you hear full blown, screams. Yeah, it's a full blown riot of yeah. what something. And, yeah, yeah. But it's but it's that weird that color yeah. scheme of film. It's weird. But he's just sitting there grinning. Yeah, and Robert Urich is, is immediately freaked out. It's like you need to go to bed. Well, it actually is a pretty. Like the that kid does it well because he's got like that creepy smile yeah. going on and because the kid's like nah. Well, before he turns him around, he says like you shouldn't be watching this. You're gonna have nightmares. And he turns around and it's like ah, Joker yeah. smile and it's yeah. like okay. All right. and then he shuts off the TV and then the other kids suddenly pop out of nowhere and scare the shit out of him. This was oh, a very oh, convoluted oh. plan. Yeah, and he's just like go to bed. Friend, <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Yeah. But then the TV t- turns the, back on. Yeah. He has to unplug it to shut it off. Right. Mm-hmm. Which he does very dramatically. Like, look, camera, I'm unplugging this television. Yeah. I'm an actor. <laughs> yeah. And also his secretary gets fired. Mm-hmm. She was on to something. Boss. She was going through personnel records. She knew something. She had a big red folder. She did. Binder. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was snooping around about something and just, you know, you can tell she's kind of not in on the whole cult thing they got going on. She's too old. Hmm. Yeah. Hell doesn't want old, unsexy people. Apparently not. So, but she, like, one day is just gone. Mm-hmm. And suddenly he's got a hot secretary. Yeah. And he's like, where's where's Mrs. Henderson? And she's like, I don't know. Here's your mail. And he's like, okay, great. Where's Mrs. Henderson? Yeah. She's like, he, I, I, she got fired. I don't know. Yeah, that's when he goes to Kevin McCarthy, who's right. the big boss man. And is like, hey, uh, she was the best secretary I ever had. And he's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Get her out of here. Yeah. <laughs> You're then, loose cannon. Turn in yeah. your lab coat. <laughs> your spacesuit, and then he gives he, he gives him sort of like a well, give this new one two weeks. If you don't mm-hmm. like her, we'll bring her back. And so glad to have you as dot 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 one of us. Mm-hmm. And then he just keeps saying weird, sinister things, and the music gets all creepy. And Robert York is just like, well, okay, yeah, he's um, like, so glad you could join <laughs> us. <sighs> yeah, and Robert York says. All right, weird dude. But at some point, he he, uh, the boss dude has told him to give Susan Lucci a tour of the top secret everything, mm-hmm. including look at the spacesuit. Yeah, which yeah. really didn't come. Well, and then play. she walks by the helmet, and of course it says non-human yeah. malignant. Yeah, that's the only point of that scene. Is the we get a shot the perspective from the helmet, which basically <laughs> informs us she's not human. Mm. I didn't gather that from when she set that dude on fire with her finger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and rose up like a yeah, didn't miss that. <laughs> Thanks, I, Space yeah, Helmet. <laughs> didn't quite put it together until that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Space Helmet. <laughs> well, no, see, in case you jumped you. on after the commercial break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you like, tuned in late. Hey, Robert Yurick, I like that guy. <laughs> you were eating a family dinner and yeah. so You didn't quite yeah. get to the ABC movie of the week. You, right. 
So you didn't down. want to be the first to arrive for your invitation to hell. You're right, just, right. You don't want to be casually late. confusing. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Susan Lucci eventually tells the wife that, well, he doesn't have to join with you. You guys can join. And because the wife is all about keeping up with the Joneses and she's dumb. Yeah. Well, literally, because Jessica Jones is Susan Lucci's yep. character. Oh. Keep up with the Jones. Oh, I see. I get it. Uh-huh. But yeah, so they go through the ceremony where they got the robes on and she's like, you forsake everything to join me. And they're like, and the son is like all about it. He's mm-hmm. like, I forsake it. Yeah, sure. Punky Brewster is having none of it. And the mom looks worried, but is like, yeah, yeah, this sounds great. Yeah. And then Punky Brewster is the only one who's like, um, no, this lady's creepy. There's 80s music video steam coming out from behind <laughs> that door. Something's not right here. Yeah. Somebody's shooting a poison yeah. video back there. <laughs> yeah. Don't go in there. I, I need much more than a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm and she tries to leave. This is bad. She tries to leave, but basically the big security guard guy forces her nope. to go with them. Well, he just... Which he, kind of breaks the plot. For, yeah, which kind of later in the breaks movie. the point that they make later in the movie that you have to, you have to join voluntarily. Pretty much, yeah. One of us. But... Well, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they kind of shove her in. And right. Like, yeah, Susan yeah. Lucci grabs her. She's like, you're hurting me. And yeah. then mm-hmm. cut to commercial and then... Yeah, and then it's like kind next of, morning. Then it's, then it's creepy Norman Rockwell family time because they're all sitting around the table like, "Hello, father." Yeah, <laughs> no, I thought we'd let you sleep in. Yes, he's like, "Oh, that's great. Good to hear." Yeah. And oh, he, said, he said something like, "You know, like your beds were made up. I didn't think I was in the right house or yeah. something like that." And and they're just like, "Ha ha ha! ha that ha, is ha. a funny joke." Uh, <laughs> enjoy some of this human food. <laughs> I mean, food. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the dog is outside going fucking insane, just barking yeah. its head off. And Robert Gehrig's like, what's wrong with the dog? And they're like, oh, dog, I don't know. We don't have, we a, have dog. a dog. <laughs> so he opens the door and the dog's just like, Arr! it's just like a little buster dog. It's you know, some mutt. I don't know. But yeah. the dog's just like, but it's Grr. not a big dog. No, it's, it's just, just a, a, it's just pound dog. But it senses the Terminators and yeah, turns on them. Grr. And they're all like, get that dog out of here. He's attacking our children. Mm-hmm. Robert Eric's like, oh, I don't. Th- it's weird he, that he's mad at you yeah. guys, but he doesn't uh, like yeah, but I mean, she's guys. like screaming at them. Yeah. She's like, get the hell out of here, you mutt, you yeah. horrible. And What's he's it? like, he's probably freaked out because you're screaming at him. Yeah, yeah, but, you're you're just scared. He's obviously scared. You're scaring him yeah. more. So she's like, I'll take him to the vet. Obviously, something's wrong. Yeah. So Robert Eric goes to work, and then he gets a phone call from old man. And this is just the Ooh. weirdest, most convoluted thread of this movie which is he is the husband of old lady secretary who doesn't mm-hmm. work there anymore and at some point they became their vet so the wife well, is like the only vet nearby I, well, please he, got, <laughs> he lied remember he old lied. Lady, oh, that's right old lady gave him his business card i know but he knew that or she knew that he had a dog because you talked to your secretary. Yeah, but or I would just think if this if this hell operation oh, has so husband, detailed records, they would know that this connection has existed, mm-hmm. and they must nip it in the bud. But they don't nope. at first because the the vet's like, I need to talk to you right away, <laughs> and so he goes out and meets with the old dude, and who's like, your wife brought your dog here today and told me to kill it, and she wanted to watch. Yeah, and said Robert the dog had always been bad. Was born with a tumor. Yeah, and must have a brain tumor that makes it attack. <laughs> it's not it's a just, tumor. So it's like it attacked the family, yeah. kill the dog. She's I want like, to watch you do it. I'm no vet, but I think that dog has a brain tumor. Just saying. And so the vet was like, just leave the dog here. I'll take care of it. And she's like, okay. And so they bring the dog out. And the dog's, the dog's like, like, yay, oh, Robert, you're, Robert, you're not the favorite. Devil. And uh, so th- at this point, like, Robert Gehrig's like, okay, there's something up with my family. Mm. 
Yeah, and in the meantime, his buddy Chet or whatever the fuck that guy's name is, buddy guy. Yeah, buddy guy has has kept <laughs> has continued to stop by and be like, you know, it'd be really awesome. Yeah. If you join the club. Well, join. also... How about the club? After he joined, he got promoted to executive douchebag oh, right. or whatever. Because he's got a giant swanky office with like six computers in it. Yeah, and like a blue couch. Yeah, he's just got fancy oh, 80s office. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, he just continues the whole sales job of, you know, you should really join this club. It's great and stuff. Mm-hmm. He is a salesperson. Yeah. He brings out the sales guy in him. Hey, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, really. So, yeah. So, he gets home, and the wife is, like, all glammed up, and she's got her slinky black dress on, and he's like, all right. Well, the house has been uh, redecorated. And he comes home. Yeah, yeah, he comes home, and there's, like, painter dudes just walking around outside the house, right? cleaning up, putting stuff in their truck, and he's like, what? I didn't order any paint, dudes. Did that's a what, porno just happened in my house. <laughs> well, I gotta we, check we kept making out. the jokes that the wife was <laughs> mentioning all these things that had turned evil and had to be replaced. Like <laughs> the paints turned evil, you need to repaint that. You, yeah. Toilet broken. It's evil, full of evil. Get it out of here. <laughs> that ladder had a tumor. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> they're loading up stuff into the truck. Yeah. So yeah, like, the house the is all now had like gone evil. Yeah. And roll it up. Hardwood sure. floors. So it's all like. Blue gray and swanky. and there's like steel goat heads over the <laughs> over the fireplace. They and turn that joint swanky yeah. real quick. It is it is In a demon day. bachelor pad basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean I'm surprised it didn't Hell have a bear yes. skin rug. And oh, they had no, they had some sort of skin rug. It was yeah, they, like a, like oh that's right because she fell yeah. on it at that one time. Yeah. But they, I'm surprised it didn't have like an open f- pit fireplace right in the middle of the room and you know fondue things everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, he he's getting the idea like okay, family family's really fucked up because like he confronts the wife over the dog, and she was like, yeah, I said that, but she's wielding a knife in the kitchen, and she's dressed like all skanky. Well, yeah, well she says something. I took the dog to the vet, and, mm-hmm. and and he's like, well I talked to the vet, and you wanted to kill the dog with right with the shit, and so she's slowly advancing on him with yeah the knife. holding a knife, yeah, and she's like, I just think we should join the club and blah 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 and. Yeah, everything's better. Yeah, finally he's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> knife wins, yes, fine, right. we'll join, mm-hmm. I'll join the club, sure, <laughs> just go put the knife down away. Right. But then he gets, that's when he kind of gets the idea of, uh, well, you know, first he has angry sex with her, right? Yeah. He, yeah. Well, he checks on the kids and he, they're sleeping tight. Yeah, and then and she, she like, like pounces, pounces on him from on the dark. Him. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first <laughs> off-screen jump onto Robert Urich in this movie. Right. Because <laughs> there the are a couple. First. Well, there's, there's a couple. That's the first one. Um, and so she's like, time for animal sex. Mm-hmm. for boning. Which, of course, they don't show, but then they yeah. cut to him, like, getting up and looking in the mirror, and he's, like, been, you know, nailed on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it's That's it's the logo, nails. but it's also the logo of the killer spa. Oh, and yeah. the logo of Monster Energy Drinks. <laughs> yes. Put a monster in your <laughs> mouth. That's true. Yeah. Monster. Yeah. But, um, I'm trying to remember what the sequence of events are. Does he go to investigate the club right away? Because somewhere along the way, he kills the security guard, which is not the time that he goes in. He goes to the office and searches the computer because he's trying to figure yeah. out. Like, he, he remembers that his secretary gave him the bind. He has this like Shyamalan Flashback. moment of right. someone gave me a binder. Someone said a thing. Oh, that must mean this. So he goes to the computer and types in, you know, like, give me a list of everyone who got a promotion. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he looks at that and he's like, how many of these people were members of the stupid spa? And it just red word blinking, just all, all, all. And he's like, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's, what, that's, that's when, when he, he goes back to the room 
and while he's looking in there, that's the second time where just Big Sheriff Dude just grabs him off camera and throws him around. Mm-hmm. And uh, they end up in like a um, supply yeah, room. Store room. Yeah, And that's when Robert Urich murders that guy. Well, he, yeah, because he kicks the sheriff. Somehow he kicks him up against the chain link uh, fence yeah. wall that they have. And then there's this big, giant, open light bulb lamp in the middle right. of the room. And he takes it and throws it against the fence, which, of course, breaks the bulb and then electrifies the fence, yeah. mm-hmm. frying the sheriff. Right. And he's just like, huh, and just kind of leaves. He just goes back to the go. other room. Yeah, but doesn't he, at that point he just kind of gives up and leaves, though, right? Because no, 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 because he's no. brought the 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 pad that's got the well, he's he's he been got, there once he before. Got the combination he brought before his computer. The guy jumped yeah. him. Yeah, that's right. He brought his computer to get the code, and then he also brought a thing to register the temperature of the right. room, which and it was, was like eight hundred degrees. When Fahrenheit. the first time he uh, the first time he visited the room clandestinely, he had tried to put his hand on the door with the giant bacon sign, right? Mm-hmm. And Very hot. it burned his hand. Hot, yeah. Yes. Too hot. Hot bacon. Hot water. <laughs> Too hot bacon. Right. But then he comes back and he's got a device that he plugs in. Or no, no, he's, he knows the code because he's got it on the thing and types well, it he, in. He plugs his, he takes his device and he like puts some sort of lead onto the keypad. Right. And it's sure. It, it just decodes the <laughs> yeah. thing. It does the war games little, you know, find the numbers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, it's like 666 yeah. something. Yeah, the last three didn't make any sense. I don't no. think there was six, any six, reference six, there. 6666. Yeah. Six, 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 six. That was, okay, that was all this, the same moment. He right. kills the security guard, then goes back yeah. in and gets the code and gets the And then he goes reading. home. Yep. Yeah, and that's when his kids attack him. Well, yeah, because well, he, well, well, yeah. he was going to go in, but his temperature probe tells him it's like yeah. 800 degrees. Right. Yeah. But so, he goes home first for he, whatever reason. He goes home, and, 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 and Punky Brewster yeah. is sitting on the floor. She's destroying bad. a stuffed bunny rabbit with a crowbar. Uh-huh. Bad rabbit, bad rabbit, bad rabbit. Yeah, she's doing the oh, bunny. She's doing a good creepy kid. They're yeah. like... They showed her clips from The Exorcist, right. and they were like, do this. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. he goes over to her, and she just wildly is swinging at him with the crowbar. And the crowbar is making the good whoosh, whoosh, whoosh sound. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But then that's not enough, because then like he starts like, he goes, you're not my daughter. Yeah. And then, and then she then, starts talking like the devil. Yeah, she does demon voice. <laughs> I am your daughter. And it's not like dubbed. It's her. No, I'm yeah, pretty so sure it's, it's her doing it. three-year-old mm-hmm. Punky Brewster being yeah. evil. Your daughter sucks. <laughs> yeah, except TV movie. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, but then he like, he gets the idea. He's like, he, she's like... <laughs> trying to claw at him yeah and then like he, he just, throws her in the closet he just and picks locks, her up and throws yeah. her in the closet but then son <laughs> jumps from the upper banister yes <laughs> from upstairs like <laughs> there's a like, shot of him just going jimmy super <laughs> yes exactly yes, but there's a shot of him on the banister going ah and then he jumps down it's just this is now the third time that robert yurik has been attacked on screen <laughs> but this was the best i mean yeah, I, know. I mean this kid's like biting his arm luckily yeah. robert yurik has a sweet leather jacket on right so nothing's just a sweet that. leather jacket and he's just like you go fight with your sister and he just tosses <laughs> the other kid in the closet <laughs> and but that's then the wife comes out from around the corner but she's like she's moving <laughs> kind of claw or like crab like i mean she's not she's hunched down but she's yeah. got a she's got she's a got golf crowbar or yeah the yeah. golf oh, that's club. right she was just swinging wildly she yeah. was creepy looking when she came around the corner yeah. she's like yeah. like golem <laughs> and he knocks her out and leaves her on the whatever animal yeah. she, she lunges at him and he mm-hmm. flips her over yeah he does the, and that the knocks her out he's like i'll yep. flip you i'll flip you for real <laughs> and so yeah. he flips her yeah, for real so, so she's knocked out for a second or two yeah because, but then like he leaves and then this is when the movie's most accurate kinda, knockout in a movie ever. Sure. Yeah. This yep. is when the movie kind of becomes slightly more awesome because mm-hmm. we all knew this was coming, but he goes to his office, Micro Digitech, and gets the spacesuit. Yep. Because he needs to survive 800 the degree plus temperatures now. inside the door. Plus, so, he yep. needs to shoot shit. But <laughs> it just all happens to come together that this is the Halloween party night. Yeah. yeah. So he rolls up. Well, oh, we know oh, first. Yes, before yes, that, yes, when guy. he's putting on the suit, yes. Chet Buddy guy yeah. shows up. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So he shows up and he's and he's now wielding a revolver and he's like he's done this shit. He's like, you're not part of the club. We gotta we take gotta out end the yeah. yeah, we gotta take out We're the only winners. You're yeah. a loser. Right. And and then so he gets lasered to the to the chest yeah. for his problems because he was already halfway putting the spacesuit on. And he does the reach behind. Turn on the control secretly. Well, do, well do, the do, the thing does a pretty sweet little. It's like, the hidden. Shush, yeah, it's oh, the yeah, retractable. Yeah, he's got a fucking Travis Bickle yeah. laser it's thing, yeah. trigun arm yeah. thing. So that he whips that out and lasers his best friend yeah. in the chest. <laughs> yeah, well, his best friend is his best buddy guy. If your best friend is holding a gun on you, then he's no longer your best. No, I know. Sure, it's the rules. But yes, but then he takes. He takes Buddy Guy's he takes car. Chet Buddy Guy's car and rolls up to the Halloween party. Sweet car, by the in way. In full <laughs> spacesuit costume. Yes. Which is not a out costume. of the ordinary. Not a costume at all, because he's but he's got like the blast shield down and yeah. everything and And he's doing a pretty good his buddy impression because he fools like the valet mm-hmm. and uh, you know the doorman. Well, he's got the voice modulator. He can right. do whatever. He's That's like, exactly. I am buddy guy. Because <laughs> they need that when you come in contact with somebody sure. on Venus to disguise your voice like you're well, on Xbox Live. Well, because yeah. you've got well, you've got your your helmet on, and the Venusians can't hear you through the helmet. <laughs> yeah. So you have to have a speaker on the outside. But why is it modulating his voice? Because it's fun, guys. Oh, okay. right, because it's fun. <laughs> hey, Venusian, sure. watch your favorite scary movie. I guess if the suit costs ten million, and, yeah. <laughs> that would be even better. Yeah. On a tube spacesuit. <laughs> but anyway, so he rolls up into the party in full spacesuit outfit. Mm-hmm. And he walks in, and, and like one of the other executive dudes from his company is like, "Why do you have a super secret?" He's dressed as a Nazi. Oh, straight <laughs> sorry. Nazi yes. uniform, yeah. like on this SS guy. Hugo yeah. Boss, <laughs> like, hat with the skull. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah full yeah. blown Nazi. How do you get? You I, only get away with this if you're a member of that club. Yeah, I guess. Well, sure, everyone there was, and. I mean, he's basically like, what are you doing here? This is a $10 million costume. Are you out of your mind? And he's why did like, you turn around and go, why are you dressed as a fucking Nazi? Why is that other guy over there yeah, dressed I mean, as a Nazi? There was another. Yeah, there are two guys yeah. at this. Yeah. How Do you really think is that? Oh, you're wearing people, the same Nazi outfit Only a the people party. from wait, hell wait, party. Wait. Hugo Boss? <laughs> oh. But seriously, only like a party populated by people from hell is yeah. going to be like, sweet costume. Yeah. That is a good Nazi costume. Well, I mean, the, the thing about, the, like, the dude being dressed as a Nazi and everything is, is that the astronaut, or the astronaut, Robert Urich explains to him, he's like, I'm dressed, I'm wearing the suit because there are investors here. Mm-hmm. And the other guy's like, oh, yeah, that's right, there are investors here, which really makes me wonder why they're dressed as Nazis. Why the investors mm-hmm. be like, hey, great Nazi costume. <laughs> yeah, that probably I'm investing in your company. There's outside club members here. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, uh, oh, maybe they were members there. of the club too. No, the investors. No, <laughs> no. Mm. But anyway, like, club. he's like that guy is so awesome. He like sort of walks back into the crowd and he's just like that that guy bringing that suit. Man, he's so great. And Susan Luch is like, it's not Buddy Guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's Peterson. By the way, is what they keep calling him. <laughs> yeah, and, and whatever. The whole time, like they keep going to Robert Yurk's POV, and you've got the non-human, non-human. Like yeah, everybody is non-human in the room. In yeah. the room. So that he's like, Robert, you're quickly scurries away and goes over to the, the hell room mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. punches in the code, goes right in. Well, no, he doesn't go right in. So Susan, he sets the room on fire because Susan Lucci is coming after him okay. slowly, music sure. video style, because the doors blow open. It's all smoky. Yeah. And she's got total <laughs> 80s hair. Yeah. Her just hair wind is machines like and just, you know, way out. He sets the room on fire and then she walks through it like really slowly. It takes yeah. forever to walk 10 paces, but he you know she she's like you don't want to go in there you you won't survive and he's like that's why i'm wearing this spacesuit idiot and you know goes in how did she not know about the spacesuit before she did eh. but 
She makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Well, she got a tour of the facility. I know. He flat out told her, it's like, this should withstand things on Venus. Mm -hmm. So he goes in, and then all of a sudden, it's, you know... TV hell. Yeah, it's caves and smoke and just people it, people Journey off camera screaming, no. Well, yeah. it keeps cutting to his uh, spacesuit helmet and the temperature is going up and up yeah. and up. It's like up to 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit at right. some point, you know. He's just looking around and, you know. It's, but there's it's like a, this, there's this weird scar in the floor. Like, she has kind of now come out of the room, walked mm-hmm. through the fire and keeps telling him, like, don't do this, don't do that. And he, of course, keeps doing it. Yeah, because she's obviously going to tell him not to do the right. things that he But will then, help. like, eventually there's this weird scar on the floor that looks like the town but sort like of. looking from space yeah that's kind of mm-hmm. what, that's what i could gather because yeah, he's at like the top of a yeah. cliff, cliff type thing looking down and she's sort like, of like a flat. don't jump in there you'll die or something like that and you'll shatter like, a million pieces and he's like so whatever he, whatever he just does a header mm-hmm. <laughs> off this cliff <laughs> and then, yeah he, he, he yeah he does like a just a goofy cliff yeah. dive mm-hmm. yeah. well he does shoot her once before that yeah but like it goes a, right through right yeah through. it just doesn't work she's and, like your weapons won't work on me what are he, you thinking Okay, he do, he doesn't do that part yet, but he he does do the header mm-hmm. down into the town, and then it becomes like weird. Well, he wakes up uh, commercial break. Uh, sure. He wakes up and it's like it's, it's now in tricolor. Well, well it's two thousand one. It's yeah. like a quad tone. Yeah. yeah, all you know, like purple and yeah. red. It's the neighborhood where mm-hmm. he lives. It's just you know been processed, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he goes, he goes. He hears, this, hears the piano music because right. we didn't even mention his wife plays the piano. That's part of the side yeah, that's thing. Just, how? but he hears her like furiously playing the piano inside the house. He walks inside and like the colors stop at it. Well, no, because- he doesn't walk inside. He slow motion astronaut runs <laughs> yes, <laughs> into well, the house. There weren't enough colors for him to move at full speed. But, <laughs> right. he, but he, he goes into the house and it's it's back to kind of normal colors. It's a little bit dim or whatever weird it's coloring. Smoky. There's this yeah, smoke on the floor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the cold, uh, you know, smoke, mm-hmm. smoke fog thing. Cold smoke. Man, they love that smoke in the 80s. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he walks in and his wife's in this like laser bubble shield. Mm hmm. Just well, furiously playing the piano. Yeah. But he goes over to, to touch her and is shocked. It's not shocked, but, you know, like literally like. <laughs> <"Ooh."> <laughs> yeah. And Susan Lucci's like, you can't. You can't touch her. You'll die. He starts. This is when, like, the movie's just like, you people have stolen all the love. All the love is gone. Because, like, he, he's already thrown his helmet at her, which made her explode. And she mm-hmm. disappears for a second. He's like, I'm going to go get my wife. And then she pops up again. It's like, no, don't uh. touch her. You'll die. Mm-hmm. He's just like. Ah, I love her. I'm just gonna yeah, touch her. So. so he like goes into the the laser circle. And well, he takes off the spacesuit. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe it feared. Uh, I don't know. Well, he I gives s- her the whole lecture about how all you can do is lie, and it has to be voluntary. Yeah. That's how you get everyone. And I'm not volunteering for shit. And, right. So yeah. he took off a spacesuit because apparently you can get your love out that way. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and also, he's now accustomed, acclimated to the heat of hell. Apparently. Yeah, it's fine. Well, yeah. it's. I mean, it's not hot in down further in the city that. Sort of. Place. No, I saw the core. It gets hotter. So it's like a per, it's like a no. purgatory quad color yeah. situation. Maybe it, it's it's like, yes. much closer. If you notice, much closer to room temperature. If you notice it's temperature yeah, the, control. The, the, it's at worst Phoenix. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. It, it's a dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so yes, he reaches through the laser shield, pull, you know, yeah. grabs his wife, and then like he didn't notice before, but like both of his kids are also <laughs> in laser shields, like on the other side of the room, and they just notice him, like, yeah. Dad. And so he pulls them out and. They all have a big happy group hug. Mm-hmm. All meanwhile, every time he's pulling one out, Susan Lucci's going. Yeah! There's a there's a light show vortex going on behind her, and af, as each family member is reunited, she's sort of just falling back into it. And then when he gets the last one out, Punky Brewster, she just explodes. Well, she she does a 
one like one pirouette oh, that's and right. then explodes. She does spin around like a spin wicked explode. witch would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then explodes. And then yep. they they wake up in the normal colored house, uh-huh. which is all back to their boring brown <laughs> house yeah, decor. Yeah, all their crappy furniture. Right. Mm-hmm. And but, they just they walk outside. Yeah, there's sirens and shit outside, and people they hear people commotion, and everyone in the neighborhood is running by, going, "The, the health club's on fire!" And it cuts over to terrible CGI smoke, and no, not it's not optical even smoke. CG, just, <laughs> whatever, I don't know. Just another plate, terrible, yeah, smoke, <laughs> sure, matte yeah. painting plate. But yeah, but I don't know. One guy that runs by was really enthusiastic <laughs> about his bit part in this movie because <laughs> he, he just runs by, stops for like half a second in front of the camera, and he's like, "The spa's on fire! We'll go out!" Yeah. <laughs> And it keeps going. Okay, dude. Yeah, he he was really psyched about being on that TV movie. Mm -hmm. And then you know they're all just sort of looking at it, and the family's like, "We're going inside." And he's like, "I'll just be a second And he just looks at the smoke for another second, and then Mm -hmm. turns around and walks in the house. And how the end. (laughs) So, Buddy Guy might still be dead. I don't know. (laughs) Or and the cop. The cop might be dead. Who knows? Robert Urich might have murdered these people. Indeterminate. So really. By the end of the movie, the only one that has really killed anyone is Robert Urich. Yeah. Well, she, um, she Susan melted Lucci, that dude. Melted, melted, melted that one dude. Oh, that's beginning. right. And and Robert Urich, the, you could make the argument that those weren't actually people; that they were the you could homunculi or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them from. Uh, and and also somebody, Susan Lucci or one of her hinge people, also killed Mrs. Henderson. Uh, Supposedly, because she, she well, mysteriously she died, and she fell asleep at the wheel and hit a tree, right? And then the car got had to burned. Get burned. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Now so it's, it's, say, it's never say, said that that was their fault, but well, it's implied. Yeah, it's and we're gonna. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. We got an equal body count. Sure. Okay. All right. Whichever side wins, it still, we all lose. Yep. <laughs> so let's read this. Okay. One jocks. That is an accurate. If only reading. for the image of <laughs> Robert Urich astronaut. Yeah. Yeah. Laser flamethrower thing. I was I was actually sitting at like a one bag, but I mean that. I mean, like the rest of the movie is so kind of boring and bleh, family drama. Yeah. But like when he's in a fucking astronaut suit walking through hell, yeah, it kind of makes it all worth it. I mean, you really got to consider kind of network TV. Don't oversell that. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, what I'm saying, like, it would be way further down the bag's territory if it weren't for mm, that. Yeah, I'm saying like that can bring it up a lot. Yeah, yeah. I have to say that. When you present me with spacesuit in hell, <laughs> you need to really go full spacesuit in hell. Mm-hmm. I think it falls short drastically on the spacesuit in hell action, especially when you have a laser and a flamethrower um, <laughs> that are rendered ineffective later. Well, I was going to say, why, yeah. why, why did they set it up with a flamethrower of all things? That's not very effective in hell. It's not very effective against her, but no. I mean, it's just one of those. Well, it wouldn't be very it, effective well, against Venusians either, it, because I mean, you know, know why? They're pretty hot. Because it looks good. Yeah, sure. Fucking flamethrowers look awesome, and it's easier to produce a fire effect than yeah. it is constant laser beam. That's yeah. true. So, so having said all that, um, I really can only give it one jocks, and it's kind of a timid one jocks. It's yeah. really closer to neutral, but it's it's like point zero one jocks. But I'm doing yeah. some crazy right. rounding. I'm doing some. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I, math. I enjoyed it enough and had enough fun of it that I don't think it necessarily belongs in bags territory. So yeah, I think one jocks is fair enough. Yeah, but yeah. It's yeah. just it's frustrating with it when you know it's a TV movie because it's like yeah. I'm not going to get any boobs and I'm not going to get any gore, am I? No. And no, you, you don't got get some either. sweet cleavage. Yeah. 
Some sweet, weird cleavage. You get some but, wet pool boobs. <laughs> wet pool boobs. Wet pool boobs. Dot tumblr. Dot tumblr. Dot right. Let's take a break, shall we? All right. Oh, fine. Right, and welcome back. Hey, hey. Bamcast. Second half in time. Hey, yeah. Indeed. Mm-hmm. We do two halves. Mm. First, we do the first one, and then right. after that, we do the second one. Right. Eventually, then, we're going to switch them up mm-hmm. and mess with everybody. Right. Totally. Fun. And then the I next could, day, I could do that. Monday. Yep. You could. So, the end of Brosnan Bond. And now, apparently, I take a nap. Sure. If you that like. is what listener music said. <laughs> so die another day. The final Pearson and Braun. The much beloved die, die another day. Die another day. A movie with a terrible, terrible reputation. Yeah. Also, a t- kind of terrible theme song. It's oh, the worst theme song. Kind of. Not yeah. Like it is awful. It is the worst theme. It song. It should not be a theme song. No. No. Nope. Like, it's not even that good a dance song. Nope. But when you have auto-tuned Madonna. Which I don't understand because the lady can sing. Yeah, she can sing. I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, but I don't. Maybe under- she can't sing. What's that, weird is she was patter sort of. What's like. weird is she was ahead of the trend because this was like ten yeah. years ago. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I don't understand. Is like the, the what started auto trend, auto trend, auto the auto tune trend is two ladies that can sing. Yeah, Cher and Madonna. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway. But either way, it's it's well, just Cher's, Cher's kind of losing. Well, yeah, well yeah. she can still sing. But it's, yeah. It is appropriate that there's someone being tortured while that song plays on the credits. <laughs> yeah, so. that is an amazing credit sequence with a terrible song. That yeah. is my favorite intro sequence since Maurice Binder left the left the series. Yeah, like with the scorpions running around. It's and awesome. Crazy shit. It's such, a, it's such a good intro, but it's such a terrible, terrible song. Yeah. It is. It's, it's the worst right. song in the franchise. Who do, you, who do you recast for that song? Anybody. Anyone, and just don't do it like that. I mean, don't do Madonna, Madonna's song. fine. Let Madonna do it, but don't do it that way. Don't yeah, just let her sing it. Like, is it? Is it just? It's just because you think it's just garbage. It's a, because of the auto tuned, or is it a garbage it's a straight song? Up, it's a straight up dance track. Yeah, yeah. And it's not. The lyrics are meaningless. They're, they like normally the lyrics t- tie into something to do with the movie, and this just like I don't know. Just be like, dang. Yeah, it just doesn't work. It does not work at all. It's it's the first time there's been a song. I mean, like even as bad as License to Kill is, it still sounds like it fits, even though it sounds the, like the it lyrics sounds like are garbage. Like an orchestra is yeah. playing on it. This whereas. is just this is just a club track, and it's yeah, it just doesn't. It's just work. not good. No. I mean, the, the the version of it that they play over the credits is slightly better, and that's mm. like not giving it much credit. I mean, it's just like it wasn't fit a little bit better than the Madonna one. kind of doing the club track thing around this time. Yeah, she was, and it was yeah. sort of, I guess, sort of popular. Yeah, but, it's I mean, when she had started working with a producer called Mirwise. Yeah. Mirwai, I forget how it's pronounced. Whatever. But, but yeah. she did a song but, for the Austin Powers movies, which is really, in theory, the only song that I, of hers I like, Beautiful Stranger. Mm-hmm. And that's not auto-tuned. That's a good song. I mean, that's sort of 60s poppy and... and yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, like, they had to know... Well, they didn't know that this was going to be the last of this era of Bond. Yeah. But, I mean, I just don't understand why it's like just... If you want to reboot it, you want to do something different later on, fine. Just get one more classic Bond theme in. 
But I mean, like, uh, I, I would have been fine. Like, I mean, I I know we're going to get to it next week, but it's like, I, I would have been fine them just ditching that whole type of intro for Bond, starting with, with you know, Daniel Craig. Like, it would have been fine. They- kind of do they kind of do but they kind of don't i mean they yeah. still have a big deal about like bringing in people to do the song but mm-hmm. i think it would have been much more interesting to get like like chemical brothers do one i mean just like do like something different like okay go back to famous british artists but not necessarily like big orchestral you know mm-hmm. some of this this person did the score and this person sings the lyrics i mean just like wipe it off the map especially like after the train wreck thing with madonna i mean everybody had to know that was awful and that was an awful way to end I, I guarantee you this thought process on this was basically what can we get that will sell as a single? I guess it was yeah. not a, what's the best fit for this film. And I guarantee it's, like they had no input for what she did. She was probably like, I'll name the song this, yeah. but I, I control everything else. Well, and we're going to get to more of the movie eventually, but yeah. I've, she obviously said like, I, I will only do the song if you let me be in the fucking movie too. Mm, yeah. yeah. Cause I don't think that that would have happened if she hadn't made some sort of demand. There was no reason for it. To yeah. Happen. I mean, had it just been like a moment like oh look madonna but she like hangs around for 10 minutes yeah. it's like go away madonna yeah. <laughs> get yeah, out of the bond creepy movie. arms and yeah. skeletal but face this movie like I mean, the cold open is, is still good i think i mean i think it's interesting it's like it, it's cool that it's like a more modern threat enemy sort mm-hmm. of i mean granted it's a fringe group but they're you know he's behind the lines of north korea it's like okay this kind of makes sense for he's not still trying yeah, to fight the russians or mm-hmm. whatever and it's a deal that goes wrong yeah. and it is one of the better setups. Like this is a very unique setup in that he, you know, he goes through this whole big, huge action action sequence, but gets captured at the end of it. Yeah, and, and I mean, then the, they say the, he's fourteen uh, months. Yeah, I mean the, sur- the, the, the surfing thing is a little goofy about actually getting in there. I don't why yeah. that would be your method of getting into anywhere. I don't know because it's cool. Cause surfing is radical dude. Be- because it establishes the thing later in the movie. I, I guess, yeah. but I mean, like. So that that's kind of here nor there, whatever that happens. But I mean, like the hovercraft chase, the the setup for like, hey, there's landmines. That's why we're using hovercrafts. Mm-hmm. When I, he is just doesn't work, oozing but. the the not even looking, just shooting the Uzi and shooting landmines that are flying up in the air and exploding on hovercraft that are coming up behind him is so freaking awesome. It's pretty cool. That, that whole sequence, I'm I was really impressed by it. Yeah. And then even yeah. after the credits, I mean, like after the terrible song, which and like I said, great visuals of the credits. That's a cool idea. Bond in prison, fourteen months, mm-hmm. disavowed more or less, and then they do that very cool, come back in and they're showing you a little bit more of a torture type thing. But then it's you know we're trying to get last bit of information and then they release Bond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All that's done really well and walking through the fog and he doesn't know he's getting released. And I mean, Michael Madsen being an immediate asshole, I don't understand. That's just Michael his job. Madsen yeah, just I mean, shows know, up and I, I don't like, know yeah. exists like that. Everything he does sure. is like that. That was so weird to me when he popped up because he's yeah. not in the credits. No, it's yeah, just, I, mean, I, just I was like I texted you. I was like, is Michael Madsen in this movie? Yeah, <laughs> dude, he got a cup of coffee and a hot meal. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, that's how you get Michael Madsen sure. to show up. You're like, yeah. hot meal. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, oh, hot right. meal, cup of coffee, and a carton of smokes. Where, <laughs> where's my black tie and white shirt? Exactly. Skim my hair gel. Bark all day, little dog. <laughs> Bark all day, little Bond. <laughs> hey, these are turkey sandwiches. I like that. Oh, they got mayonnaise on them. But yeah, I love I that love even mayonnaise. like after 14 months, Bond is still being sarcastic. I mean, he's obviously beaten down, but he's mm-hmm. still like not saying anything. He's just like, 
well, you know, why don't you tell... Because the general's like, you know, I, I abhor what they do here. He's like, well, why don't you report it to the concierge? <laughs> 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 it's just like, after 14 months, Bond is still being a dick. <laughs> Bond checking out of a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bond is always... He's always like... He doesn't... Yeah, that's no, I know. part of but him. A, but, like, it's still a good movie up to this point. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's a good movie with the scene with him coming and, like, fuck you, you're on your own. I, I can't do anything. You got caught. But kind she of, was like, I wouldn't have traded for you. Yeah. It's like, well. <laughs> I mean, I just like that they set up that adversarial M. Bond thing again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. But, you know. It works. It actually works better in this one, I think. Yeah. Than it but does I'm, in the others. But then it like it also kind of establishes like, okay, that was a front. I, I was kind of showing you how to get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, because she obviously like visibly opens the keypad so he can see and all that stuff. And yeah. lets mm-hmm. him get out and then gives him the key. Lets him go meet new Q. By himself now right yeah well that's a lot further down the line but yeah not not much but i mean, I mean there's some dumb stuff like he stops his heart in order to escape or, yeah i don't know <laughs> i've never done that yeah no oh man well, did totally he? i mean well okay let's be fair did he or did he just like covertly disconnect the ekg or something? no he willed his heart to stop yeah the way okay. they film that yeah, scene I know, yeah i know he willed his heart to stop yeah. and again like this is the second Which, thing in the movie where i'm like there are monks Did in Tibet that can do that. This totally just happened? I mean, yeah. I was so shocked by some of the ridiculous things this movie does. It well, r- it rarely sank into me that it had just happened. It was funny watching this with Jen because when they're doing the hovercraft, she's like, that'll still set off the mines. I was like, just stop now. Yeah. Just don't. And then, and then she's like, did he stop his heart? I'm like, that is the least of this movie's transgressions against science. Yes. So don't yeah. even go that road. Well, I like how he got the idea to do it is because he was banging his head against the glass slowly and realized he was doing it in pace with his heart on the heart monitor. Uh, and that's how he got the idea. He was like, ah, yeah. I'll just go but, lay back down and stop my heart. I like this setup where he's all just caveman bond, yeah. you know, and he's all haggard. And it's awesome when he walks into the hotel looking like that. Yes. Like, you want your room? He's like, yep, the usual. Well, everyone's and, looking and, at him like, who is this filthy beggar who has wandered into our swanky mm-hmm. hotel? And, and the he's first clerk, yeah, well, the first clerk is like, sir, ew, get out of here. Yeah. And that's when his buddy shows up and was just like, well, Mr. Bond, mm-hmm. hi, here's I your just, room. I don't like that. No, Mr. From Bond, that I expected point, like, you dry. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> Aww, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. But he shaves and then the torture, all that stuff dropped. And I don't like that. I mean, I understand that you kind of, later on, there's like that's a scar they, on his shoulder. Yeah, you well, did, there's like a scar on back in the saddle again, and it's all... Yeah, okay. but it's still like, they set you up for something different in the beginning, and I think that's why people get so ticked by the end of the movie, is because they just go, like, they had something that, I mean, you know, I complain about grim and gritty reboot type stuff, but mm-hmm. they kind of could have gone a little bit of that route and made him a little more damaged and not glib bond which he basically becomes again as soon as he shaves and i didn't i didn't feel it that badly yet i mean he shaves and i feel like yeah but i just i felt like there was potential there that they dropped yeah Yeah. well i'm just saying like i didn't feel like that that immediately turned the switch when he shaved because like he has to do the thing where he goes oh i know you were chinese intelligence the whole time yeah blah 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 and then like gets out gets the gun goes to goes to cuba to see his guy and i'm still with the movie up to this point you know Mm -hmm. because like he goes to cuba you know he talks with the cigar guy who's apparently old school universal experts yeah Mm -hmm. uh, underground contact guy and it's all i'm I'm still with this movie because that felt like an old uh sean connery like like going to meet the guy in uh from russia with love or any of the things like that Mm -hmm. like you know the guys in morocco and 
all those well, you know, exotic contacts. And then like, and it sounds dumb, uh-huh. but he looks so cool in those suits that he's wearing yeah. in Cuba. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, and that is part of the bond thing is, you know, the whole bond male power fantasy is the dude looks awesome too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem George Lazenby has way down the line is like, they Pretty put him in sure some shitty yeah. ass outfits. Well, sure. And but apparently he was like, also a giant asshole while he's making well, sure. Like, it's weird to say, but Brosnan <laughs> looks his coolest in this yeah. movie. Like everything they put him in, just he looks badass. Well, if you want to, I was going to say like, I'm still fine with the movie up to the point, and then he goes to the hotel, and Halle Berry comes out of the water, and the rest of the movie is shit. <laughs> the second she comes out of that water is the demarcation of this movie where it's fucked. Mm, that is I, a gorgeous scene, though. I mm. no, I I'm sorry, I I I don't I don't understand the world's fascination with Halle Berry. She's pretty, yes. I'm thinking about it now. She is a terrible actress, and I I defy oh, you to no, no, I defy I'm you to tell me really, something she was ever good in, ever. I don't, care about that but she's serviceable as an actress where she's serviceable as an actress she is okay in this except when they give her angry black woman dialogue no i i don't think so everything she says it just feels stilted and like i'm reading off of a script now everything I, she says i didn't get that i, 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 I cringed when I think, she was saying things like you know who sent you and she was like yo mama and i was like really yes, those yeah. are terrible things an nsa agent is saying that, i think uh, with her what happens is she gets in these big budget movies and treats them as such. And it's just like, you're fucking paying me. I don't give a shit. Like, you know, X-Men, she's terrible in all the X-Men movies, like probably even worse than she is in these. Yeah. And it's more just a matter of I'm getting paid, whatever. I I think she just honestly doesn't give a shit because she knows it's, there's never going to be high art. I'm trying to think about like, I mean, like, I guess I need to go back and watch monsters ball again, but I was like, I remember watching that when it was over. I was like, Oh great. That was two hours of uncomfortable. And she got naked. So she got an Oscar. I, whatever but anyway getting but, back to bond i'm just saying like that that to me is like a clear demarcation point of this movie just turning to shit yeah and, and my issue is she's she's supposed to be a female bond but she's written really poorly yeah and and like i said I, i'm not I, i'm saying i don't like her as an actress generally and she's not the only thing that runs this point for the movie i'm just saying yeah. like the second she comes out of the water it's like the tone of the movie changes and that's where i felt like bond was suddenly like I'm back. There's a lady. I like her tits. Let me make jokes. And they mm-hmm. have this quote unquote witty repartee thing. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, you know, they're basically like, want to fuck? I want to fuck. Yeah, you want to fuck? I want to fuck. Okay, let's go. And I have all night. And then they like go and have this weird sex scene that they never show in James Bond movies, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, no, specifically speaking. They do not show this moment in any James yeah, Bond movie, which is basically James Bond's release. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's just it's it's weird, it's awkward. It shows up in the morning, and then like I don't know, like I said, that's that's the movie the moment I turned on this movie. It was just like because I, I agree with what you were saying about like not letting the torture thing come back up, but I felt like he was still reserved enough before mm-hmm. that that it was like okay, I'm trying to hold it together because I'm bought, and then like she shows up and it's like <laughs> he had not had sex in 14 months. Yes. Yeah, that's a good. Point. He had sex, and then it was like I am back. I guess <laughs> yeah. he got his superpowers back. Again. Yeah, that is how Bond got yeah, his group how back. Bond, mm-hmm. Yes, he went to the Caribbean. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. But if, that, you want, if you want to see the better version of the movie that that should have been from the time that he shows up in Cuba, watch the Taylor of Panama. <laughs> Just splice yeah. them together. Yes, <laughs> that's everything that yeah. from the moment he shows up to Cuba, and it's the better movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, can I yeah, just but, real quick before we leave him being in Cuba? Can I just say that I love that there was the slight Spanish guitar version of the Bond song when <laughs> yes, he was walking yes, around. Yes, okay. that was just that yes. super awesome. That was fine. Yes, it was. It was subtle. You know, I mean, it was enough there to go. Oh, okay, that's the Bond theme while he's walking around, and it's just 
plink, 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 plink. <laughs> that was yeah. fine. Like I said, that's still all up to my mm-hmm. Halle Berry out of the water moment. Right. But yeah, that from there on, we get facial reconstruction surgery with funky space masks <laughs> and genetics. Halle Berry doing swan dives off of cliffs and bad CG shit blowing up. Good CG. <laughs> pointlessly. And no. And then after they leave Cuba, you get Gustav Graves. Who again, Bruce Wayne, douchey version of Bond. <laughs> supposed to be Bruce Wayne, but the eventual reveal of him is just like, you've got to eat like, well, they, they talk about it for a minute and then, you, and then he like, he parachutes in to get knighted. Yeah. Wearing the goddamn, you know, Union Jack parachute. Yep. Yeah. Callback thing. And how many mm-hmm. times do they mention that he doesn't sleep? <sighs> a lot. Yeah. Yes. It's like more than Robert Carlyle not feeling pain and mm-hmm. world is not enough. And it's like, okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's just, he's a douche. And then you have that, the whole sword fight <laughs> sequence, which literally again, tone wise, like these guys are just intense. I'm going to kill you. And then it's yeah. slice the guy's newspaper. It's, and it's weird because they're like, they're, they're angry, but they're like, everything's performing like an Errol Flynn movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just fencing. This is the, the like the one thing that they took in this movie from a from a Bond book, and it's from uh, Moonraker, mm-hmm. where he has a duel with with Hugo Drax, yeah. who's the who the character Graves is kind of based on, and the scene with him playing cards with Drax, mm-hmm. like I don't, I have a feeling that you might not have been able to translate it to film, but in in text, fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like the whole scene, Bonds like. He's taken drugs to to get himself like zoned in, and he he gets he he gets drunk during the playing of cards. But he's been taking this I can't remember the name of the drug to keep himself sharp so that he's able to still play cards well against this guy. Mm-hmm. And that scene wouldn't have needed Madonna, <laughs> and no. it would have I think been a lot better than the been than slicing yeah. paintings up. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, like I mean, yeah, that's I mean, you have the extended Madonna cameo, which kind of sours the scene from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and, and also from this point in the movie, everyone gets a clever line. Yeah. Like it's usually it's bond, you know, everyone's playing it pretty straight and bond gets the one liners and maybe everyone else will get one, but it seems like everyone that shows up on screen through the rest of the movie gets a one liner of some kind. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's like, "Oh, I don't." What, what is hers like? Something about cockfighting or something? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's dumb. Well, that's yeah. that's just Madonna being a whore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's but, that's normal. But yeah, they, they have that scene. <laughs> well, and, and then, you also have um, what's her face getting some in too? Like, cause this is the first time you're introduced to the other Bond girl, the one that turns evil, Frost. Um, Frost, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's just I don't know. She has a couple lines in where she shoots Bond down fairly quickly and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, 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 I do that, like that the one guy comes up and says, "Place needed redecorating." Anyway. Right. Well, that's oh, the, the yeah. delivery guy. Well, yeah. I mean, they keep doing the thing where they keep upgrading swords. You know, they start with the you know little fencing rapiers, and then they mm. move up, and like eventually they've got fucking broadswords that are just. <laughs> I thought know. the sword fight was was ridiculously awesome. I especially once learning once when you learn who Graves is, you realize that character's motivation as to why he's so fucking pissed in that scene. And Bond is just reacting to it. He's like, holy shit, this guy has gone full mental and is trying to kill me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to fucking kill him first. It's not like they both have gone insane. They both have this different motivation going. I thought it was, I I thought it was very well done. It wasn't hokey at all. It was a little hokey. Like I said, the slicing the newspaper thing was, that was a little hokey. 
I mean, it's just like I said, like the the tone is like if you're gonna have a, a balls out like sword fight where you're sweating and grunting and trying to kill each other, you mm-hmm. don't you know you don't throw in little Errol Flynn jokes and jumping off balconies and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like <laughs> but in the big scheme of it, that's that scene's not that bad. No, no, compared no. to like it's I don't know, it's like this wave that's attempting to crest by the end of the movie of just building up to stuff that pisses me off. Yeah. But they do that, and then he gets invited, of course, to the ice palace that they've built in the middle of Iceland. The Iceland. St. Pete Times Forum Ice Palace yeah. in, yeah. in St. Petersburg, Florida? <laughs> yes, that one, exactly. Oh, cool. It's so funny. Like, the they get to the ice palace, and I'm Petersburg. looking at it, and I'm like, this is the dumbest, this is conceptually the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But they do that. I mean, they actually build ice hotels. No, I know, yeah, but I, I I'm, just, I'm looking at it, and I'm going, this is so dumb, but it never phased me. It never bothered me. I was able to recognize it as being really stupid, but yeah. just being on board with it. Just like, all right, mm-hmm. Ice Palace. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. I mean, the the fact that they, they just do them in general. No, sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and then I'm not saying it's a good idea, but they do do that. <laughs> they reveal his big weapon is the, his uh, Icarus. his Icarus, which is the golden the giant laser. <laughs> yes, it's the golden eye versus diamonds S- are forever space laser. Yeah, yeah. No, space laser. Space. Well, it's a space mirror and, actually because it's just right, sure. supposed to provide the sun. a second sun. Sure, I don't yeah, and understand and of, and why of the world Hallie, would want that. <laughs> yeah, and of course, Halle Berry's re-shown up and just uh, everything everything about her I hate. And yeah. even the outfit they put her in at the end when she's trying to sneak in, like, you got to check with the body of Halle Berry. Why is this leather all baggy on her that you've got her wearing? That's okay. They make up for it in her sword fight at the end where it's just like, shirt. I don't need shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, I, 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 I'm like, by the time they got there, I was like, I don't, I still don't hate this movie. And I was trying to remember, why do I hate this movie so much in my mind? Because I'm like everything through Cuba. There's a little. There's little things here and there. That I'm like, yeah. But to me, it's like average up until that point. And then it's like they get to her with the lasers, and they turn the lasers on when Bond tries to save them, and they're just going ballistic all over the place. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, it, all I could think of was that scene in Galaxy Quest when they have to go through the pistons, and she's mm-hmm. like, why is this here? Yeah. Why do we have to go through the pistons? I'm like, why are the lasers? Going every which fucking direction. Exactly, like that was a setting on the fucking control panel of Spaz. Yeah. Yeah. No, Mr. Bond, we expect you to fight in a really stupid fucking laser dance battle. Well, because, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. It's Why like, did the exercise stretchy machine have a kill participant of exercise table in the one Connery one? Sure. B- but machines I mean, in the Bond universe have a death setting on them. They just do. But uh, but I mean yeah. yes I mean but they steal the but, they steal the thing from Goldfinger the great Bond movie and they're gonna cut her and then it's like no push wacky setting the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Benny Hill setting yeah. basically yeah. push the the water wiggle but, setting so that they just go <laughs> and, and I can't remember if it's before or after that point that they're like okay Gustav Graves is the Korean guy from the beginning of the movie yeah mm-hmm. just so you know somewhere around there. It's after that. Spoiler alert. Because she tells him, you know, he's got one of those mask things, and he, and Bond is like, no, I blew all that shit up. There's no way they brought that over here. It must have already been here. Mm-hmm. Oh, snap, it's that dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. And and you've still got dude from Fast and the Furious running around, too. Yeah. And just, you have Invisible Car, and... The Invisible Car is stupid. Invisible Car. It is a stupid idea. I do. The only thing that's good about that is I do think it's funny that they call it the Aston Martin Vanish. Yeah. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. that's funny. Yeah. And the way it's discovered is funny. 
The, yeah, that the dude in the <laughs> snowmobile just <laughs> literally hits it and goes flying over yes. it. Yeah. And the other guards are like, huh, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Invisible but, car but, is awesome. Shut up. You know, Bond gets captured again. You find out, oh, Frost has turned because he helped her win a gold medal or something. So, sure. Evil, you know, and him not figuring that out was the one thing that that it, that was the thing that angered me most about this movie was that he was so clueless when that happened. When and I was Bond like, wouldn't know that his gun didn't have bullets in it. Yeah, I know. But he wouldn't know the weight. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah I mean, Bond would done. know the yeah. weight of his gun. Sure. Well, that's the other thing is like, I think that's what angers me is, is like, you're going to pull this shit one movie after that was the main focal point of the movie mm-hmm. of somebody so deep in MI6 turning. I mean, no, every Bond movie has a girl that turns on him in some way, but not like a fucking MI6 agent, field agent mm-hmm. who's been undercover and they don't know this again. I mean, it's just like, the, th- don't pull that shit two movies in a row. The mm-hmm. other thing that, that bothered me the most about this is that it did not seem like the 14 month time frame was enough time for that dude to construct this whole other person plan yeah. plot to, to create new guy, new backstory, new plan to take over the world. It just seemed like that is way not enough time. Yeah, who, who gets, I don't care who you are. Who's getting knighted in 14 months for for popping up out of nowhere? Just yeah. like, hi, everybody. Here I am. Yeah. I was born in a diamond Look, I, mine. <laughs> I can forgive that stuff. Sure. But he just, he escapes. He gets on that speed thing. Guy's like, oh, we broke your record. And Gray's like, ah. And then he funny. falls off. The, you know, he, he ends up sliding off the side of the cliff. Well, it's because they're shooting the space laser at him. Yes. <laughs> the spacer. He uses the little hook to hang yeah. him. He's hanging off the side of the cliff. Yep. Somehow grabs the cover for the engine. Mm-hmm. Takes the parachute, attaches it to himself. Mm-hmm. He wraps it around his wrists. Yeah. And then proceeds to surf and with a parachute, mind to, to you. To parasurf. Parasurfs. The tsunami. CG waves of tsunami behind him. Yes. That was like. What doesn't make sense about that? Like, I just remember. I, I remember the day I saw this movie in the theater with all my friends. Uh-huh. And that scene happened. And I just remember shouting out loud. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Let me sum it up like Pierce Brosnan himself summed it up on that Bond documentary that I watched. <sighs> yeah. That was all he could say. Yep. <laughs> Perry, he goes, oh, yeah, surfing the tsunami. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't like the term jump the shark, but that's the point. That is the point where all of it is like, okay, we're we're done here. We're just we're fucking done here. And there's nothing they can do to recover from that. Hmm. Like, that is a scene so bad in concept and execution that nothing can recover from that from that point forward. Yep. Mm. Has there been anything as ludicrous? Nuke the fridge. No. Not, I yeah, mean, no. in a Bond movie. In a Bond no, movie? no, no, no. I'm sorry. I thought you meant in general since then. No, yes. no. Nuke the fridge is... Yes. <sighs> um, yeah, but, but so then you just, you end up having the finale where they're on the, you know, everything. It's the ticking clock, which works somewhat. Mm-hmm. In that the Icarus is going to blow up all the minefields, and they're going to the North Korea is going to invade South Korea, and everything's going to go to shit. And I thought ultimately that was a clever idea: use space laser to, laser to blow up all the mines, and then the army can just march right in. You know yeah. what's a lot cheaper? A shitload of chickens, <laughs> or any other animal that will walk through a minefield. Yeah, but space laser. Yeah, but you can have a space laser. You go with the space laser. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A shitload of pigs, chickens, but- cows. Whatever space laser, but, but then they <laughs> anything. Then they ha- end up having their subsequent fist fights on the plane, and Gustav Graves has an electrified ele- exoskeleton on him with like virtual reality glasses on the front of it, and mm-hmm. just you know, that's one of those things where 
even when you're doing concept artwork draw ups, you know, you're, you're making art for these things and you're putting concepts together. And you're going, what'll look cool. That's not it. <laughs> that outfit is not it. It was a prototype. It only oh, been it 14 looks, months. It just looks so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the problem. It's like, if you're going to put a guy in an exoskeleton that can do cool stuff, make it look cool. And they don't. Yeah. He, he looks one, like, one small step above the bad guy from The Wizard. <laughs> I mean, he's wearing a <laughs> well, fucking Nintendo power, power glove. glove. Yeah. He's wearing a power glove. And that is a big plot point, is that the power glove controls everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing I'll say is he gets a good death. Because I always love anybody dying in the manner that he dies. He gets a good death. Bond does not give him a good line. No. Out of the plane. It's it's one of those lines. Every movie, Bond has a line where it's just like, okay, I know that's supposed to be a joke, but it's not an actual joke. It's just mm-hmm. someone wrote down some words. And because it's <laughs> because you're saying it a certain way, I, it, 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 it's so insignificant. It didn't... It, it's terrible. Whatever it was, yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, he had one good line for somebody's death. I it wasn't that one. I don't think. Yeah, and we just and we skipped over him driving the car through the melting ice yeah. palace, which isn't as nearly as cool as I remembered which, it being. His line in the yeah. cold open, "Saved by the Bell," which that might have been it. That might have been it. There was no one around to hear it, and I just love when Bond does jokes for sure. himself. Because <laughs> sure. he just looks yeah. at well, "Saved by the yeah, Bell," but <laughs> that, that was not <laughs> <I> do that. <laughs> the whole third act of this movie is garbage yeah and it just negates any i didn't even really have goodwill i had ambivalent will towards the first two acts <laughs> but it just wipes all of that and just that is why i understand why people hate this movie hey you can feel good because this will now go below goldeneye and tomorrow never dies for me well, of course yay all right <laughs> but i mean it the only movie i like less than this is octopussy that is the only one i like less than this movie and I know Chuck, you enjoyed it. So <laughs> come to us defense now. Come on, come on. Okay, I got. In my defense, I have to say that ever since we started this marathon, everyone has told me how much garbage mm-hmm. Die Another Day is, and have specifically said things like ice surfing, this blah, terrible boo. And so I didn't set out to give it an opposite opinion of what everyone was telling me but probably subconsciously that ended up happening for me. This movie is like diamonds are forever. It is so goddamn goofy, but it commits to every goofy fucking thing. It tries to do it. It just, it just whatever crazy idea anybody had. It's like, yeah, we could do that. Let's do car chase through the melting ice palace. And, and you know, just, yeah, all, all it's, especially after the last movie, which was so talky and just, nothing much happening and really didn't have a grasp of what bond movies were. Mm-hmm. This one was like a, a sixties crazy plot, but yeah. with modern day, everything that is, that is the good thing about it. And the bad thing about it Yeah, is that it is a sixties plot. And the problem is we are too well-informed an audience to do stuff like that anymore. Like you can't do goofy. Hey, this Korean guy is now this white dude who speaks with a British accent. Worked for me. Yeah. Like, like you just, you can't do stuff like sure. that because everyone goes, no, that's stupid. <laughs> and, and that's why I couldn't figure out if this movie was actually designed as an homage to sixties bond films, because there's a lot of weird rear projection, green screen stuff going on. Yeah. In a lot of scenes. That's something that like, it's so poorly done. It had to be intentional. 
Like, I couldn't see it not being intentional to film things that way. Well, because this was the 40th anniversary Bond movie, Mm -hmm. they purposely worked in so many references to Mm -hmm. old stuff. Yeah, they had the knife shoe, they had the jetpack in the queue scene. You can go through the trivia section on IMDb, and they list out every single reference that is... It's an enormous list. It's crazy, but... Obviously, they they had to either consciously or subconsciously be doing that kind of stuff. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, some of the green screen stuff is terrible, but they had to be doing it for some reason. I mean, you just don't do green screen yeah. that much. Because, I mean, it is the only time I've seen green screen look like rear projection. Right. Here's the thing. Watching this whole thing, I, I'm I'm sort of making a mental list. I'm like, yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, that's terrible. Like, like the surfing at the beginning, I was like, eh, that's sort of a stretch. And the song is terrible, and Invisible Car is dumb, and... Shut up, Invisible Car is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, and, and, you know, ice surfing thing was... I think what angered me more about that was that the CG was so terrible. Mm-hmm. Conceptually, at that point, I didn't care. I it, it was so dumb and crazy at that point, I didn't care. What angered me more was that how cheap it looked. Yeah. I, I just... I, so uh, where does it where does it rank for you? It's pretty high. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, as far as... So this is your favorite Brosnan one, I take it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. And the weird thing I found is that every Bond farewell is, like, in my top six. And all of them except License to Kill for me are just way down at the bottom of the I, drain. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I mean, there's nothing... There's n- None of them are actual farewells. It's not like, you know, let's say goodbye to this character. It's yeah, just another adventure, but... For some reason, all four of the final, you know, whoever movies are are up there mm-hmm. in my favorites. I thought of another thing about the invisible car that bothers me. Okay, there's a little bit of the problem of like, the, <laughs> well, he always parks it somewhere, and it's like, well, if you leave it in invisible mode, how are you going to know where it is? Because mm-hmm. he never takes it off of invisible mode. No, I guess he just has good spatial awareness. But the other thing that really bothered me about it is he kept parking in places like. That's right in the middle where other people are walking. I know. People should like, have been crashing. And there are tire tracks. Yeah, yeah, there's tire, well, leaving saying, tire there tracks. There was one like when he first, first pulls into the, uh, the behind the scenes of the ice palace. And mm-hmm. it's like in the middle of the <laughs> fenced in area. I'm like, right. people just, just be walking by yeah. here all the time. Yeah, something would have hit it. <laughs> it's kind of like the. Yeah, the we talk so much about it's like the, It's like hey, the hey. damn Klingon thing in Star Trek 4. They park in the middle of the fucking park. How right. can how no nobody walk into No one would have walked into the park. I guess I can appreciate the go for broke nature of it. But the problem is you still have to execute it well and mm-hmm. i just don't think they do yeah i mean i do and i think yeah. the beginning i i think the biggest sin in the beginning is that torture stuff like that setup sets you up for something serious that you sure as shit don't get by the end of that movie this movie too is really a product of the year it came out because born identity came out four or five months before that mm. and kind of Oh, I will actually say, generally, I don't like things like this, but talking to that point, I really like that they worked in a way to talk about 9-11 yeah, I was just while he was thing. in prison. Yep. Like, that was, like, interesting. Like, since you've been gone, the world has changed, and that was it. But Again. his line, not for me, was awesome because, hey, look, I'm dealing with crazy yeah. terrorist shit all the time. Yeah. I realize for the rest of you, shit just got real. It has been real for me for 40 <laughs> years. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I just thought that was, like, an interesting that was a, that was a way good, to... Yeah. Yeah. But the issue is this coming out. If I do wonder how people would view this movie if Born Identity had not come out before that and kind of knocked people on their butts as far as using your main star and making the action believable to a considerable amount. Yeah. And still being awesome. And 
I just wonder if how much effect that had on people's perception of this movie because there's so much ludicrous, crazy, whatever. And I wonder if they would have rebooted. I just, I, I wish that hadn't happened. I wish Bond didn't feel like it has to be that. Like, I'm fine with letting the Mission Impossibles, the Bourne, uh, whatever series now we have ongoing, I guess. But, I'm fine with like letting them be the crazy spy movies mm-hmm. and let Bond just be Bond. Like, I mean, my, my let favorite. The, well, let those movies stand on their own yeah. and let the Bond movies, you don't. Let them be. Don't, yeah, don't try to outdo them. Let I, them be Bond. Yeah, my favorite Bond. You that's, know a, my, that's a genre, though. Yeah. There are enough yeah. movies you to want, make you, it a. You know what my favorite Brosnan Bond movies are? The Taylor of Panama and the Thomas Crown Affair. <laughs> 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 Fuck all this. I mean, I like, I like that. I like clever. I don't like, like, everything well, in my Bond. I, I, I think more. The more the reason the Bond franchise changed was because of stuff like Austin Powers. That, that kind of stuff came out and lampooned it so severely that it was like, we can't keep doing. Because sharks with laser beams. You don't have to do sharks with laser beams. You don't have to get that. Was, that was always the problem of when it got goofy. I'm saying like, be clever. That's why I like Doctor No. I like that not a lot happens. I like that it's it's about being suave and choosing your words and you know things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's kind of sound it's going to sound ridiculous when I talk. We talk about Casino Royale next week, and I'm actually going to say I really love the freaking parkour stuff and things like that mm-hmm. that they do, and, or Bond's anti parkour stuff that he does yeah. and things like that. But I mean, it's like I, I will take clever Bond over trying to compete with you know blowing things up mission impossible lethal weapon style all the time yeah Yeah, but like we've said they kind of the bond movies movies over time have molded themselves to what's trending at the time i know and and that's and they're being run by a desperate studio yeah the the studio is tailoring these movies to trends instead of just being like fuck it it's bond we're gonna make whatever movie we want yeah and i don't understand like and that's the thing too is die another day made a ton of money it was the highest grossing film until casino royale it was yeah. the highest grossing bond. Yeah. Well, that's also just nature of time and ticket prices. Well, sure no, too, but, but I mean, yeah. even in ju- adjusted for. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like if you are a underdog studio and you're still like, oh God, bond is like our one thing we can do this and we can make money. Why not do it low key and see if it works? I, I just don't get it because they are like, if, if we, if this movie does not succeed, MGM shuts down. But they, they don't have the time or focus to be like, okay, let's let's do what we want. Spend twenty million dollars making the movie and spend twenty million dollars promoting the movie and make a good movie. I mean, like something like the American, just obviously up a, a couple notches because no one's going to want to watch the American mm-hmm. for a Bond movie. But like, make closer to that and and less like this is what I'm saying. Like somewhere in somewhere in that nice middle ground of you can have cool shit, but it doesn't have to be like blowing up the world type of things. That, that's what that's what I would love to see. Well, and that's kind of I mean, it feels like that's what they did with the with the Craig Bonds. Mm-hmm. They are more that mold and they yeah. scaled back the craziness. But I, I just think this one is the one that swung the furthest in the crazy direction. Sure. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, but you transplant that into the 60s. I mean, granted, you wouldn't have been able to pull off some of the effects and you know things like the freaking you know invisible car you can't do and you can't do driving through the exploding ice palace and you know that stuff but you put that movie the plot wise in the 60s and we were probably like wow that movie's really cool yeah. you know yeah. and we just and you just accept okay well this guy had plastic surgery so he looks like this now you know he, like you kind of we accepted that blofeld looked different in every fucking movie yeah and forgot what bond looked like <laughs> had no earlobes one time yeah yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah it just know, feels like the time that these come out has to affect a lot of those things and it just feels like a 60s bond movie yeah. i don't know maybe it's made in the wrong time I, I don't think the nostalgia glasses is the right 
word because we weren't alive in the 60s to be witnessing these at the time. But I no. think it's almost more like a a yearning for nostalgia or, uh, I don't know, reminiscence of a time gone that maybe we can appreciate the goofy things in that now better. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because, like, this is what we kind of grew up watching. And it's like, fuck, I'm just, I'm tired of this. Like, you know, every movie was this. I didn't, you know, I, need, I needed Bond to be cooler and different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bummer that Brosnan had been let down yeah. by all the movies he's in. I, I know. It's a shame. Like I said, because, I mean, he's a cool fucking guy. I mean, my third favorite Brosnan movie would probably be Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I mean, like, as far as, like, Bond's... Bond's right? yeah. I, mean, like, I mean, he's fucking cool in that movie. He's cool, like, almost everywhere. I mean, he's cool as Bond, but then it's like they surround him with this shit, which somehow diminishes his coolness. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll never watch Bag of Bones, because that, okay. will, that will just shatter your image of Pierce Brosnan. I'm not saying, like, he's my favorite. I'm just saying, like, other places I've seen him, I was like, why aren't you, why aren't you as cool yeah. in Bond as you are in this? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like he's playing cooler Bond in yeah. everything else besides Bond right. movies. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We talked a lot about that. Yep. What is we're talking about? We do have a uh, we do have a voicemail that we need to play. Okay. About a future recommendation. Future recommendation. Well, let's do that now. Greetings, Bamscast. This is uh, Steven Guerrero. Um, I won the Bamscast Disc of Fun. I suggested that you get Piscopode, and uh, I think I mentioned another movie too. Um, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Giant Snake out of a toilet. I am suggesting, and I'm imploring you, at some point, get to pieces. It fits in perfectly with your October theme. There's a there's a aerobics thing happening. There's just some jacked up shit. It's fantastic. The ending is one of the best WTF moments you could have. I got to see that film in a 24-hour horror movie marathon in Cleveland, and that was the highlight of the evening. The theater was on fire after that film. Then they showed Ichi the Killer and sucked all the fun out of the theater. So, um, yeah. Watch Pieces. It's effing awesome. I wish... Oh, Bluto from Crime Wave is in it. You have to see this. Okay. Steven out. Yeah, so we'll definitely be watching Pieces. It is on the list. Yep. It didn't quite make it for this uh, October month. Yeah, this this month turned weird because we had another movie that's been on our list for a really, really long time that we were going to watch. Mm-hmm. When we didn't know we were actually going to find four killer small movies. Yeah, it didn't look like that was going to happen at all. <laughs> and then it totally did. Yep. So. Yeah. And there was another suggestion, too, that we got via email from uh, Jody. Okay. Who said, uh, hey, guys, love the podcast. Really loving the October theme. You may not have another workout theme horror film, but Rocktober Blood from 1984 actually has the name October incorporated into it. Rocktober Blood involves a singer coming back to kill his band, played by Sorcery. Producers, yes. groupies, girlfriend, and anyone else hanging around because they steal and wreck his terrible music. Then he goes on to describe a whole bunch of cool sounding stuff in the movie and says that the entire thing is on YouTube. So if anyone really wants to watch Rocktober Blood. Yeah. And Chuck might have a review of this. Coming. It's funny. When you told me we had that email, yeah. I responded, I'm 40 minutes into this movie. I. Yeah coincidentally had been watching it mm-hmm. that was going to be our movie this week but then we found this thing so yeah. i'm i'm going back to finish that yeah so i will check, review that check chuck's youtube page at some point i, yeah, I did a little research Halloween. on this, this movie as well and it's weird that like the sorcery music page does not recognize the existence of this movie well because they're playing somebody else they're not, they're not sorcery. sorcery it's three members of the band sorcery playing band members in this okay. it is not sorcery appears in another movie 
Right. I thought, but I thought it was still like credited, like Sorcery the Band does the soundtrack for this movie. They may or may not appear as other people. I don't know. Okay. I, maybe by that time, they, everyone was embarrassed by Sorcery. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I mean, they shouldn't have been. I do know there's no wizard in this. No, there's so no we wizard. need to yeah. mm-hmm. not set our sights too high. Yeah, we need to temper our expectations. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah, I got another email from Gene, but we're going to save that one for next week because he had a question for us. So, Topic that requires us not talking about Bond for too goddamn long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wake up, BJ. I'm awake. I know. Okay. He's been I think, awake. Yeah, I know. You contributed some actual yeah, Ian Fleming yes. knowledge <laughs> there. You he, dropped some Ian. Yeah. He's the Bond reading expert. Yeah. We're the, we're the <laughs> Bond read. movie watching lazy ass experts. Yeah. I've seen he a fair shake books. of them, but I've, yeah, I've more recently read books. Sweet. So are you going to watch Casino Royale before... Uh, Yes, actually, I I do want to watch uh, Casino Royale Quantum for of the Solace, second time, yeah. and Quantum of Solace for the first time. Okay, so, that's just what I'm so doing. I can what? That's what I'm doing as well. Yeah, just so Casino I can for the second time. Quantum. So you can actually jump in for Skyfall, maybe. Yeah, um, I I also I feel a little bit bad. Perhaps I was a little bit bitter at the. Daniel Craig selection. I'm I'm not willing to admit that I may have been wrong yet, but I'm I'm willing to admit that I should reconsider them just in case. Oh, I'm I, not I'm not going to lie. I mean, I I enjoy the movies thoroughly. I still wish they hadn't cast Daniel Craig. Yeah, I, I think he does a serviceable job, but like the more I see him do other things, I'm like, he you have a range of one. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's he's well, like he's like to me he's like a. a a Jason Statham type. I even think I even like, think like he can switch to a different mode more than I mean Daniel Craig is like so goddamn one note generally speaking. Well, is. I mean he's he's got that like he's intense, gruff looking, intense, intense, intense guy. Yeah, yeah that's he's it. Crunchy yeah. face. The real interesting thing <laughs> about those two movies is they are the Halloween and Halloween Two. In that Quantum of Solace picks up literally seconds after where Casino mm-hmm. Royale ends, mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. that's like obviously something they just had not done in any way. Yeah. yeah. Because of Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace going straight into each other, we will probably be reviewing those both of those together. Mm-hmm. Actually, we'll definitely, dose. Be, definitely be doing a double dose. And then uh, some of us are going to the early showing of Skyfall. So we'll be talking about that in episode 150. Woo! So even though it was 23 weeks of Bond, it'll be 22. Where are you fishing? But it'll be 23 yeah. movies. Yeah. So yeah. Whatever. But yeah, it'll, well, it'll just be it'll be. Weeks. I think it'll be a little easier to talk about those two next week, and then because one fifty yeah. we're gonna have one fifty we have extra stuff. Mm-hmm. You know how that goes. But speaking of which, yes, yes. we still are running a contest. Yes, we are. Planet, <laughs> planet. <laughs> Let That's us right. know your favorite Bond thing or least favorite Bond thing, and it could be anything Bond related. But get it to us via email or Garfield phone. Before episode 150. Yes, you have approximately two weeks. Yep. Email or Garfield phone. Do it. We will not accept tweets or Facebook messages because we're mean like that. Yeah. Got to be email or voicemail. Voicemail. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, mm. we might need some contact information for those uh, yeah, who don't I guess have they, it. I guess they do need it. <laughs> so for email, send an email to bmf at bmfcast.com. And for voicemails, call the Garfield phone, 9105 Jacks. BMF 910-556-9263. Other ways you can get in touch with us are through the Twitter account, which is uh, at BMFCast, or the Facebook account, which is facebook.com slash BMFCast. Then you can find us on iTunes, uh, search for Bad Movie Fiends, subscribe, rate, and review, please. Um, Tell your friends. You can also check us out on Stitcher, which is a mobile app for all of your relevant mobile devices that will stream our podcast directly into your face via the magic of the internet and telephony. 
and uh, you can thumbs up us there and uh, and <laughs> yeah, all and, that uh, stuff, and get a, get all that goodness that way. Yeah. And you can also check us out on the original home of the Banffcast uh, for nine generations, bmfcast.com. Uh, that's got everything and links to everything. And we've got a got a donate button on the website. Um, podcasts ain't cheap. So if you have a spare few nickels, uh, we would love you long time if you threw them our way. We especially love sacks of nickels. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dirty Just throw them, throw them our general direction. <laughs> yeah, nice. Huck a sack of nickels at your <laughs> yeah. favorite podcast, The Bad Movie Fiends. We podcast. should probably put a link to Google on there, so then we will have a link to everything. Yeah, everything, yes. everything, everything. But yeah, get your favorite Bond or least favorite Bond stuff in, and you can win a copy of the soundtrack. And we may have other goodies also. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, ooh, goodies, goodies. Hundred fifty. It's a celebration. Hooray! As it is every fifty episodes. Every episode is a celebration. Exactly. <laughs> So anyway, should we get out of here? Let's do that. Okay. All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast Out. Mm-hmm.